Hi, you guys. Welcome to Cabernet and A. Keegan Allen. Hello, Cabernet and A. Are you a wine drinker, Keegan? I don't indulge. I enjoy people that do. Mr. Norman Buckley, director of Pretty Little Lies. Thank you for asking me. Officer Barry Maple, Jim Titus. I am drinking Cabernet right now. Oh, yeah! I'm about a bottle in, so don't get me in any trouble. Well, it's Matt and Kim, you guys. There's wine and Pretty Little Liars, and I'm like, so where do you live? <laughs> Hi, this is Hugh Collins, and you're listening to Cabernet and Would anyone like a glass of Cabernet? Hey. Hey, you guys. guys. It's, it's Cabernet and A. And I feel like I'm still should, very hot. Should I put us down more? Yeah. There, well, I, I think you're okay. I think I'm like, am I just a muffled voice person now? You're not a muffled voice person. <laughs> I just feel like you're a very, uh, you're just, pro- you speak with your diaphragm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's true at all. Just, we're, we're in Sue's apartment tonight and we're holding the microphones yeah. with our hands. Like we're stand-up comedians on a couch. It's a real big deal because usually we just have them in stance. Such but now they're in our hands. There's like a and weird that like reverb thing. I feel like I'm hearing. I think it's just psychological. Oh, okay. I'm There's saying reverb that. in my mind. But I mean, you're not wrong. It's not. I think though it truly, genuinely is because nothing, no settings are different. Mm. Uh, the only thing that's different is that we're holding it. I think it's just that. I think it's the fact that when they're in the stands, we you just tend to naturally kind of like back away from it but, oh, okay but when, if i go like this yeah just maybe keep it i'm like just here. sticking it too close you're putting because you're, yeah, you're there we go you're just putting it right in your mouth which is fine <laughs> deep throated if you need to guys it's what Cabernet if i just put the entire mic in my mouth and i tried to talk the whole episode i would probably ruin the mic but it would be horrible to listen to it, it as well. would <laughs> it would be like experimental it would be like podcast art yeah, we're like Andy Warholing this shit. Yeah, which I mean, no one can tell us that's wrong. <laughs> and the rest of the podcast is going to be 58 minutes of silence. <laughs> Just to make you uncomfortable. <laughs> we live to make everyone uncomfortable. No, we live to drink wine. And tonight's wine is brought to you by Fan. Oh, yeah, it's Sweetest of A, Alexa. Thank you, Alexa. Sweetest of A. Thank you for reminding me, Chelsea, because I just blanked on that. Well, we've been drinking quite a while. Um, yeah, and I'm just going um, to be honest... It's, it's the name of the wine. It's the name of the wine, and it's a fourteen six, and it's called To Be Honest, and it is a, is it a Cabernet? It's a red blend Ooh, from Paso nice. Robles. I, I'm into it. Yeah, it's really nice, and it like has kind of like a Heather's font to it. It's and a fun label. It's by Matt Belisai, not Belisario, which I first thought I was like, what? Trying, trying. Can you hear me? Was this what what your wedding was at? No, she had uh, <laughs> she had champagne at her wedding, and it was like sponsored. They sponsored her wedding, I think. Oh champagne. right, uh, it was the vuv, vuv, however you pronounce it, click click, vuv click I think that's the French yeah. pronunciation. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's about the business. Oh no, there's <laughs> more you business. So You're listening. Yes, this is the best seriously. gift ever. And I'm finally drinking it because it's the holiday season. The holiday season. Doing the dickery dock. If you're listening to us, thanks for continuing to listen to us. You're listening to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean. Uh, please subscribe. Give us all the stars you fee- see fit. And uh, I think somebody we saw have a new fit review. to give us some review stars. From the day after Christmas. Thank you. The It's from Talia.Francis. And she gave up her Boxing Day to she, write. She gave, she celebrated Boxing Day by reviewing us. What a great way! I, I recommend that for all your Boxing Day <laughs> celebrations. Review a podcast. And the title is Queens with four exclamation marks. So I assume that she's from here or enjoys it. Uh, yes. It says, "Love these girls. They make me laugh." And if you like PLL, then this is a podcast for you. If you don't know what PLL stands for, then this podcast isn't for you. <laughs> <laughs> Could not have said yeah, it better yeah. myself, Talia. I, I I don't know if I hope or if I don't hope that this is Talia, the former character on PLL. It's probably not because she probably wouldn't <laughs> listen to this and she probably wouldn't use her podcast name. Also, oh, my God, this I feel like I've been bringing up for the past like three episodes and Kelly Noonan was on last week and I forgot to make her tell the story that oh, her, no. so that it's the story of her so I'll just tell you the story because it's I've mostly told you it other than who the yeah. person is so it's her friend has an Etsy store and the, is this the, the ex-mermaids it's not that one it's not oh, okay. that one um I, I'm not sure which friend this is but 
it's um talia the 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 actress who played talia like ordered stuff for troyan's wedding through her friends etsy what which one was talia she was the cooking bitch who liked the cooking lesbian Oh, she's Emily. still on. Yeah, Tali- No, no, no. That's um, that's not a uh, not Paka me. Oh, from like a season and a half ago. She was sort oh, of like she was dark featured. Yes. Yeah, I remember her. So is she the one that was friends with Troyan? No, the one who is Pot really besties. besties. Pot gummy is really besties with her, but I guess Talia was invited, or or maybe just did it as a maybe she wasn't even invited. Maybe she just sent her well wishes. I don't. Yeah. Yeah, is that fun? I think so. Unless Kelly was mistaken and unless Kelly said Talia or I misunderstood and it really mm-hmm. was pot gummy. Guys, we still apparently don't have the whole story. So <laughs> next really time Kelly Noonan is on. We need to call uh, we'll Kelly's dad and have him tell us. Yeah. <laughs> Did everyone enjoy our dads on the podcast last week? That was my favorite episode. I was just telling Chelsea that and my sister listens from time to time and she was like, I'm listening to episode 107 and I was like, that doesn't mean anything to me. What are you, what are you talking about? And she was like oh it's the most recent one and i was like oh that's where we like debunk ezria like <laughs> once and for all like straight up dad's verdict <laughs> pedophile yeah, dad's overwhelmingly we didn't get the, the ouija board out but i'm pretty sure <laughs> i'm pretty sure, pretty sure dad my dad would have also I'm pretty sure been three like, out of three dads agree this is what you asked me for <laughs> we should have just called any we should have just called like a dad we don't even know who has nothing to do with anything and just let him weigh in because i'm i'm sure he would have yeah, he would have also said pedophile i'm sure even if that wasn't having anything to do with this expertise um also, I hit up on Twitter and I need to follow up. I have it yes, on my I list to follow up this week. I don't want to like harass him, but I'll follow up once a week. Um, the gentleman who does that, who's like the music supervisor for PLL, who picks all the music because we're I saying love we love it and we need to get to him, him on. So I tweeted at him. So we're going to try to get him on. Uh, the last I looked, he had not tweeted. So it reasons yeah. to believe that he just maybe hasn't. Maybe he, he doesn't seem to tweet a lot. By Elam. Maybe he was also Elam. Oh, my God. Every time we tweet at somebody they're silenced because eddie lamb has still not responded um well we did a very um time of year appropriate episode this week because sue reminded me that we the very first episode we ever mm-hmm. did of this podcast two was two years ago for the christmas episode yeah. in real time so like when two years ago when the christmas episode of pll was brand new that was the first time we podcasted. And immediately yeah. after that episode, it was an off the rails one, I think. Yeah, we Wasn't started it? with a group yeah, one. Yeah, we started with yeah. the group one. So, so the, yeah. So we figured, why not go back? And like, we usually go back from our off the rails and do them again, just the two of us. But since it was the first one, we've never gone back and uh, examined it. And so I was um, on the road. Um, I've, I've driven in a car for 24 hours, mm. not straight. I did Dear 12 God. hours, then I did eight hours. Then I did four hours um, to all different locations on the eastern seaboard of America. Um, my highlights were I saw a rest stop that had cows and hay right up back. It was like what? a gas station with cows and hays right next to it, like bales of oh hay. My, so cows were there, not yeah. just like four-year cows that you rode to the gas station. No, there were just, just the cows like, were living literally, there. You know, like when you like pull up, there's like there's always a gas station there's always like a little hut of like where you can go into pay or oh, you sure. can go into pee and oh sure get some snacks um they'll pay pee snacks <laughs> yeah but like in the parking lot instead of there being like maybe a fence or a sitting area where you could eat there was just like cows grazing <laughs> i was just like <laughs> what and then i also oh, went to a rest stop where their mellow yellow still existed no way i didn't think there was a drink that was still like oh my god around time capsule it might as well have been next to a tab like, I was just like, what? remember tab i was not mad at tab I, if there like, was a tab right here right now i would drink it i would I would try it. I don't know. It would probably be real dusty. Do you remember 7-Up, but it was like purple? It was like fruity 7-Up. I don't remember what it was called. Oh, yeah. It no, wasn't I bad. I totally remember that. There was a cherry 7-Up, but then there was like, there was a different one. Like I know what you're talking about. Like a fruity 7-Up, like a berry 7-Up or totally. something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or Fruitopia. Do you remember oh God, those Do you remember Fruitopia? Yeah. Do you remember Allsport? It was like sort of fizzy. It was like it was like Gatorade, but it was like mildly fizzy. Yeah. All right. I'm mm. vaguely remembering. I love all beverages, and Me I'm too. I love 
I'm very guilty of like going to a rest stop and just looking at all the beverages and being like, what is oh, this? Yeah. Just observing them. I like when a, like a convenience store has like a strong beverage selection. Yeah. No. Like just walls upon walls of beverages. Because it's just always fascinating. Like what, who are the odd geniuses that came up with this one? I got one more. Um, like red soda, red pop. I'm thinking specifically Fago brand, which is actually oh. called Red Pop because I think wherever Fago, I think Fago might be and made in Pennsylvania. I'm Maybe. could be I could be making that up, but then in wherever the area that it's made, we call soda pop pop. There, there was one time I was in West Virginia, and I wanted just like like a green tea. I was like, oh, I just could really do for for a green tea and I was like fine I'll do an iced green tea and literally the whole fridge was full of sweet teas except <gasps> for one tea that was extra sweet tea. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like oh America <laughs> it's like diabetes 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 extra diabetes But it was just like so endearing. So <laughs> one of the other things that I did while I was on my ride is I was listening to a bunch of different stuff. I lift, listened to movies and TV shows, but I also listened to the bros because I realized when am I going to have two hours at a stretch of time to listen to a podcast nonstop? And that I will tell you, they got me through a couple of states. Yeah, they'll with, stick with you. <laughs> they did the... um christmas episode line by line and um it was interesting because they had done their christmas episode right around when we when we did ours oh okay so they did it right when it happened so it was interesting because sometimes uh, they were mentioning cc and they were like wonder what that's about and i was like it's because cc is really charles and they're related oh "Oh, right like listening in hindsight like yeah Yeah. right (laughs) right to be to be young again yeah go back to two years ago and we didn't know the things we know now Maybe I saw the mellow yellow because of that. Like I was like in a time travel. You're back in 2014. Um, Also, P.S. Sue, congratulations to us for two years ago, creating a way to make it feel like we have to watch PLL. Like it's (laughs) our business. Like it's literally our job. Um, Cheers. To to, to watch PLL and drink wine. Cheers to that. that. Cheers to that. I love it. Cheers to everybody listening. Ah, live sip. Okay. Yeah, for, so, thanks for validating yeah. our yeah. Thank you guys. Both for, of our addictions. Honestly, <laughs> thank you guys for giving us the job to drink wine yeah. and watch PLL. I remember I told a coworker I was like, we might miss one this month, and like we usually like we've only missed one episode like one week, and she's like, and you're gonna miss it because of the holidays, and it was kind of like it might as well have been like, so Rudolph, you're not flying, <laughs> and I was just like. <laughs> That's good. I'm glad that people don't want us to take a break. Yeah. So, or at least that one person. Yeah. Thanks. Everyone one person like, who made me feel like one. I should never leave you <laughs> or booze or PLL. <laughs> so uh, Christmas episode. It, uh, it is a fun one. I was saying before we started, I feel like I always had mixed feelings about the Christmas episode because I guess it's one of those things where it, I, uh, it was good. It was interesting. I feel like even now watching it in hindsight, because I haven't watched it in a while, it was sort of maybe I wouldn't even say better than I remembered, but like juicier than I remembered or something. Like there were yeah. some more happenings. I always thought well, it's, it's hard not like they reveal the anything. Like blend together too. Right, right. I'm like, which one? Which Jessica De Laurentiis charity dance is this one? But yeah, yeah. there, there. But there are some good things. There are some, some fun and cute and exciting things that happen. Do you feel like the dealer and his charities are the same as the Trump charities? <laughs> oh God! Not to get political. I was gonna say, it. are we getting political again? I don't want to get no, emails. No, I just, I just, don't want to get the like one email level. we got one time. Yeah, <laughs> just top level. I yeah. just think it's, it, it's kind of like, where's that money going? <laughs> Or like the are Zoolander, that, kind of like for kids who can't read good and stuff. Are you are you insinuating that maybe Donald Trump has a secret transgender child that he's funneling money to so that he or she can invest it wisely? Anything and then could happen. Imprison people in a dollhouse, um, aka a <laughs> house. house. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, literally anything could be true. Um, can I just say off the top, this has nothing to do with anything, but my first note because. 
this is obviously this is big Mona heavy time because mm-hmm. in the season finale right before this Christmas episode Mona dies so then Mona comes back in this episode as a ghost and um Mona sends a note beyond the grave and f- Oh, I think it was because in the beginning you see Hannah and Mona flashback where they're like besties in simpler times before we even knew that Mona was the original A. And it just made me think about how I still feel like the Mona A motivation is faulty and I can just never get over it. That's all. Wait. <laughs> like, like just in that, I feel like I've talked about this so many times where that we have collectively talked about it so many times. It's just like... Mona's motivation is supposed to be I didn't like that when Allison they found her body and you started you know it brought you guys closer together again and I was worried that I'd lose you as a friend so I just tried to like be mean to all of you and it's well, like but she, was she also, did it she started with Allie she started well, right. with Allie right and then the girls got broken apart so she finally had a friend right and then she had a friend but and then, then but then she her, lost her that being friend, a, it felt like Allie was back again. So she backlashed at the girls because she transferred her anger upon the girls. But it was Mona doing the A messages to the girls that brought the girls together again. Is what I'm saying. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like it's like she kind of like, did it for herself. Like, it's still sort of a faulty timeline. Like, she, I think in her mind, getting them back together meant, like, in a way, she was making them her puppets like Allie had made them. Right. Like, she had, she had made herself up to the point of where she was Allie's status in school. Right. You know, she was the mean girl. She had all these things. So she wanted to control them the way Allie did. Right. Because Allie controlled them with secrets. Totally. And she had Allie's diaries and Allie's diaries were basically like, this is how you control them with secrets. So I don't think she was thinking, though, it would drive Hannah away. I think she thought that her friendship with Hannah was strong enough that Hannah would be like, can you believe this and bring her into that? And I think that's not what was happening. Yeah, I see what you're saying and what you're saying makes absolute sense. But I feel like the way Mona framed it, it's almost like maybe it goes back to just the writers not doing a great job in some capacity, like having Mona explain her motivation. Because Mona said to the girls, like you took Mona said to Spencer in the car, you took Hannah away from me. She was my only friend and you guys got close again and you took her away from me, which is like, yes, Mona they got together again because you started threatening them and they banded, they bonded together. So it's like, that's a different thing than what you're saying, which what you're saying makes sense is that oh. she was just like, Oh, I'm going to control the girls. Like I did. And like what you're saying makes sense, but that's not what Mona articulated. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. She, she was saying like, it never even occurred to me until then you guys started being friends again. And then I was like, well, I gotta be a, and it's like, well, no, Mona, what are you talking about? It just doesn't make sense. But well, also, well, if you think about it, cop, she's so. saying it to Spencer. Episode one, Hannah and Spencer talk again, and it distracts them from shoplifting, and they mm. almost get caught because of it. And it okay. could be like a way of crazy Mona being like, okay, even them talking taking, is a threat. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You're taking them away. Sorry, I mean, sure. I'm just checking on the candle that I have lit in my bedroom. So I wonder. When I saw you looking over your shoulder and immediately I'm like, what's Tanuki doing? I'm like, wait, Tanuki doesn't live at Sue's house. <laughs> so what is happening? Yeah, your candle's beautiful. Anyways, I'm sorry to take us off on that sidetrack in no, the beginning. I but think that's an important sidetrack for all of us to go. Because it's interesting, not to jump ahead, but you know, yeah, we jump, jump around. Jump we jump anywhere. around. House of Pain, so. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting, that same car ride, she says, you know, you turned me down once before... And look what happened. Right. And it's interesting, the parallel in the Christmas episode where Jenna says, Allie asked me to be part of her group before and I turned her down and this time I didn't. Yeah. And I think that's a really interesting parallel because at this part in the the show, they're setting up Mona and Allie to be two competing a's Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh, and i like that there's a whole other a team and jenna was on both jenna was totally playing both for both teams and i'm not crazy right jenna was on mona's a team right she was i thought are you talking about at the time (coughs) are you talking about like even pre like in other seasons yeah yeah i think so 
Yeah, I think or, we're supposed to believe that, right? Or is it that she was always just a pawn who was like being manipulated by Mona? Because I don't know if we ever know that Jenna's she's been for- fucked with by everyone. And I think we always yeah. forget that because she has just, been. She's kind of bitchy. But like, I think that's her like sad hubris is yeah. like because even fucking Nate was bitchy to, to Jenna yeah. and threatened Jenna. And Jenna was just like, dude, I just don't want your D. Right. I just don't want the D. You don't have to be a jerk like, about it. Right. Like, he was super rapey. Yeah. And, like, just yeah. was like, oh, you don't want me now. I want to kill you. Right. And, and so, but, like, even Jenna got caught up in that and was just kind of like, listen, I was just tap-a-tap-a-tapping right. over here. Right. Didn't need it. <laughs> I'm just the friendly town bisexual. Right. That keeps falling ass backwards into trouble. Right. <laughs> Thought I was talking to a police officer. He's a killer. I thought I was going to. Did Wilton kill anybody? Who knows? But he's like messed up too. Are we supposed to believe he killed um, Garrett? I think. I think we're supposed to believe he killed Garrett. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just dressing as a queen of hearts. She's killing old She's out with Garrett. She thinks Garrett kills somebody. He says yes just to impress her. But then she's scared of him because of it. It's a whole thing. you guys. It's a whole thing with Jenna. Do you think we'll ever I feel like she's also the one of those characters that we're just never going to quite know be able to completely fill in the timeline. What you're watching me stare at Adam yeah. Con- <laughs> Adam ruins so, everything wearing a full bodysuit on True TV. Maybe I should turn this off because it's getting weird. <laughs> staring. I can't take my eyes off. No, of it. like if I felt bad for you because you were trying to have a thought, and then Adam Conover is on stage wearing like a full like on TV sparkly bodysuit, like a unitard. Yeah, and it's skin just like unitard. it's a skinny, It's very skin tight, and you're just kind of like. Where are those lights shining? <laughs> what is going to happen? It was a lot to take in. Yeah. And you're like, I'm trying to think thoughts. <laughs> but I think that Jenna will be is one of those characters that we're never going to be able to fully fill in all the details in the timeline because the writers are a little bit sort of just plugging her into plots whenever they want. Like, I don't think they fully have their brain wrapped around the full story of Jenna either. I feel like Jenna is the karma chameleon of PLL. Oh, P.S. Boy George, not dead. Yeah. Sorry, Sarah, Michelle. (laughs) Uh, Geller. Uh, Prince. (laughs) Yeah. uh, That that bitch got a lot of names. She should understand (laughs) how to follow them. Um, no, uh, but yeah, she comes and goes when you're needed. And like, yeah. I do think that she's like kind of a sign of the karma of the girls of just, you know, not believing people and not seeing what they need to see. Ironically, yeah. I think that's a lot of what Jenna is. And I mean, even in this episode, Floppy Lips is like, oh, Floppy Lips. We're here because of the thing. <laughs> <laughs> you should believe Jenna. You were poisoned by Ollie. But Jenna's great. I don't know if the, the full voice makes sense unless you see me flopping out my lips. Yeah, it sounds very floppy lip voice. You're doing great. But like that's kind of also what she sounds like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she like, does. Maybe she's related to Tippy. <laughs> i miss tippy sometimes oh always more than sometimes if i'm being honest with myself (laughs) i think of tippy oft of late i think of tippy i think of tippy (laughs) (laughs) where's tippy who has tippy because he was in the care of cc how often would you say that you randomly have a pll universe thought i would think daily at least where i'm just like sometimes i'll like think of something and i'll be like i wonder what the hastings are up to oh like not real people (laughs) (laughs) i was saying earlier i even well yeah because babe and leo obviously don't listen to this podcast the pll newbies babe and leo that we've been catching up on pll they're binging to Mm -hmm. catch up from you know zero to 60 here before season seven starts um or season seven finishes what's happening okay bye um (laughs) but i at least once a day, we'll just be thinking of nothing related to PLL. And suddenly I'll just think like, I cannot wait until they watch the Ezra reveal episode where we think Ezra is a for a hot minute because Leo hates Ezra so much. And I am just so I can already tell you like, I know exactly how Leo's going to respond. He's going to be like, I knew it. 
Yeah. But don't you think it'll be satisfying? I also, I think though, I feel like Babe will be a little bit mind blown because I think she's not oh, quite yeah. as on the Ezra bandwagon. Like I think she doesn't, I think she's kind of like, mm-hmm. okay, Leo, we get it. You hate Ezra. And I think she'll almost, I feel like she'll laugh. Yeah. Because she'll be like, oh, Jesus Christ. We'll I think going to be shocked. I think Leo's going to be so happy. He's going to be I celebrating. Think, but I think that like after the fall of the evil Ezra. Right. Where we realize that he's not really. But he just was a, a creepy novelist. I think that that will turn to rage. Yes. Because I Leo's think he's gonna, yeah, he like, already hates Ezra. Never, which also like this Christmas episode. I'm just like. It's so weird how Spencer's like, let's never forget that Ezra called Allie his Holly Go Lightly. And we're all just like, oh, yeah, like mentioning it like, oh, let's not forget that there's a deal at Payless. Buy one, get one. The BOGO goes on. Like <laughs> turkey for sandwich on lunch day, if you will. <laughs> like, it just Remember so- when Ezra had an affair with a teenager as a 20 something? Mm, goodbye. Yeah. Like turkey for sandwich on lunch day. Yeah. No big deal. I was thinking that too. One of the notes I wrote because at the end scene in this episode when they're all like having Christmas dinner because they can't go. They're trapped in the house because there's two inches of snow. <laughs> Um, there's like not even to it you can still see grass and they're like the roads are treacherous i'll never get home six blocks away but um i snowshoes don't exist i was thinking i was having like one of those real moments of clarity like where it really just hits you that like oh shit like it was just because like Ezra was like sitting there like holding Arya or something and it was like oh shit isn't that weird for him like forget the like statutory rape thing it's like just hanging out with like kids that are the age of like kids you teach isn't that weird what about being in boxers with them yes just being in boxers with my students just like no big deal I'm just gonna put on some Santa boxers be shirtless around and it's like he and Arya's age difference is the same as me and my little sister, which t- that feels like, I mean, up until even, you know, until we were both like out of college, that's a big age difference. Six years, yeah. which I mean, pr- we presume is probably about six years. If you do the math, like that's a big age difference at that time yeah. when I was out of college, like 23, 24, like which would be what's happening here. And then my little sister in high school like yeah. they're like she's a child to you like anyone would feel that way like what and you're just like fucking but she carving reads. chicken with them carving christmas chicken it's so like what do you have in common what are you talking about do you feel older do you feel like do you actually feel like you relate to these people do you feel comfortable or is it just like well you know like i mean toby and i don't understand toby and caleb have seen some shit right but like if i was because toby's older too but not much and i had to sit with dinner with her i'd be like this bitch because you know she's probably like (laughs) the most annoying student (laughs) oh yeah dad i would probably be like um while we're getting into our underwear like maybe you shouldn't be here because your dad's gonna like come in and yell at all of us right (laughs) or even thinking of like what he really was trying to help when he was teaching at rosewood which is he even now i can't even keep track when he was teaching at Rosewood and he's like really helping Emily like try to do well on her tests and giving her extra tutoring. It's like you're taking an interest in these people in a student teacher way. And then you're just like in your Santa shorts <laughs> with them. Yeah. Snowed in. Just kind of guy as her is. It's just so like weird. I feel like all they really need to change about the Ezra character is just give him a van. <laughs> and then it's just a whole new perspective. It's just a whole other show. Like if they were just banging in the back of his wagon. Like, yeah, if he wasn't like a Fitzgerald getting two yeah. ponies for Christmas. Oh my god. We wouldn't be overlooking this situation. I just love that that scene too because he's just like, no, oh, like she's like, whoa, what is the f- I dare ask what like the Fitzgerald Christmas is like and it's like I know how many ponies could you get and she's like really and he's like no and she's like Ezra 
I turned to Chelsea and I'm like, we don't lie to each other anymore. Not after. And it's just like she just pulls out a whole thing of lies. Like, this lie, that lie, that lie, that lie, that lie. He's like, all right, I got two ponies. But I only asked for one. She's like, I'm so glad we could be open with our relationship. She's like, I'm sorry I asked. This more than any other time. She's like, you documenting Ali's every move for three and a half years and statutory rape her <laughs> nothing compared to the revelation that you got two no, no, ponies no. oh yeah Don't no forget. statutory rape sorry <laughs> there was they the never night, had sex <laughs> there was the night when we learned that everybody just kissed Allie just nobody ever had sex with Allie <laughs> and then the night that we only kissed like, look at the camera break the fourth wall <laughs> everything but basically like, was done I they did everything like but that it's almost like a Saturday Night Live sketch that that whole episode where they're just like <laughs> and by the way Ali I want to remind you that we never had anal penetration <laughs> had any sort of finger stimulation like <laughs> it was a harmless kiss on the cheek sometimes near your mouth it was never sexual <laughs> It was nothing but a mentor's guiding <laughs> love. <laughs> this show is weird. And I love it. So in the very beginning of the episode, because we're going to jump around. Yeah, I could jump around. Speaking of weird, there's a menorah on the top of a I car. I've never noticed that before. It's just like Christmas, 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 menorah car. <laughs> just for anyone who needs it. If we, in the first episode, noticed the menorah car or not. <laughs> Because it's almost like, is that even legal to drive around with a menorah on the top of your car? It can't be. Like, if Well, cabs drive around with shit on top of their cars and so do Domino's yeah, Pizza. But I feel like Lots you have of to pizza. have like a deal. Like, Do you? I don't know. Guys, don't know. look it up. Should we call, call us? Yeah. How, how about one of your dads call <laughs> us? If any of your dads who's listening. Do they know about shit on top of their cars? <laughs> it doesn't. We don't even. If you know, that's not what we're asking. Dial Does your dad, dad know? <laughs> we only want to hear from your dad. We only trust dads. <laughs> <laughs> As a rule. Or um, creepy English teachers. <laughs> so that was the way they kicked it off, which was so funny. And it didn't even look secure. It was literally it like. very precarious. It almost felt like somebody was like. Wait, we said A stole Christmas. This is part of ABC Family's 25 Days of Christmas. But, but like, Jewish people love PLL too. Yeah, so like, what do we do? And then somebody was like, what about Kwanzaa? They were like, shut up, Kwanzaa. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, all right, put a menorah on there. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> what about Kwanzaa? <laughs> shut up, Kwanzaa. <laughs> <laughs> let's see uh then we also had the spencer hastings hope collection continue oh my god because spencer hates hope obviously it yeah. breeds eternal misery but it's also a dirty four-letter word exactly and then later in the episode she says that the letters uh she doesn't want to say there's there's no h but, no h word she doesn't want to say the h word cautiously optimistic is how she's feeling. And I told Chelsea that we should make like an Etsy shop of like Spencer Hastings Hope. Because <laughs> like, I feel like hope there's cards, hope greeting there's cards. There's all those like, like whenever you go to like one of those chashki shops, there's always like hope is love and like all that. And it's just like, but like the Spencer Hastings is just like hope and it's just like, like the O is the shit emoji. <laughs> Or like it's like the just like thumbs down border. <laughs> like that would be like in your bathroom. Just like hope. Fuck it. <laughs> and then we can like write in calligraphy breeds eternal misery. I love it. If any of your dads have an Etsy shop <laughs> Just have your dad call us. <laughs> See if we can put these wheels in motion. <laughs> Um, you forget about that this is the time or I forget that this is when they really suspected Allie. Yeah. I like almost forgot that this was a time. I wish it was still the time if we're being honest. I would still fucking love if this whole series ended up what, that Allie was A. I would love it. What made them not think it was Allie again? Um, when they found Cece, I think. Or when the no. girls went to the dollhouse. And then Ali was like, what I think it I was prison. Well, well, right. Because I'm thinking, I'm, I'm thinking the scene when the girls are kidnapped by Charlotte and then 
Peter and Veronica go to visit Allie and they're trying to do like good cop, bad cop or they're even bad cop, bad cop. And she's like, I'm not lying. What do I have to lose? I don't know who took them. I feel like that was it. goes to prison with her, I think. Was, or are they no, still kind of No, they dubious. still do. They yeah. still do because that's why Peter and Veronica go to visit her. They're yeah. like, you know something. And she's like, I don't. Yeah, I feel like that's when. It's not till they get kidnapped by Charlotte and then Allie's like, I don't know. And they're like, all right, I guess you don't know. Because you say so. Sorry if you can hear a hum. It's my old, old refrigerator. Oh, it's I can't like, hear it. I don't think you can hear it on the thing, though. No more than you can hear Tanuki meowing. Which you can a lot. <laughs> but he's not here. He's not here, but I can hear it in my mind all the time. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what it sounds like in my head all the time. So we were talking about this when we were watching. Is the Mona dream sequence where Allie is like seeing Mona as if it's like the... No, what the fuck is it based on? Um, Christmas Carol. Yes. Um, so Mona's coming to Allie you know presumably in her dreams like showing her from the past like remember when you were a little girl and you found two yellow dresses in the piano and like uh oh here's your dead mom coming into your room to like spook you is this really a dream or is this like Cece actually putting Mona in this outfit actually whatever like getting an actress to play like this girl to show Allie these things and I is almost, it Mary? And is it Mary Drake coming back as Jessica? Well, I think, and that's the thing that I think is really interesting and in why I was talking about it with you is like, that's kind of what we see when Allie loses her mind in season seven. Totally. I think some of it was hallucination and some of it was real. Could have been real. And I think that's what we're supposed to infer. Based on what we know this, now. Based on what we know now. Because can't you see... Charlotte, I mean, Charlotte used shower to parade her out and do stuff. Mm -hmm. So it kind of makes sense. And even like the way Mona acts where she's just like, when Allie's like, I'm scared. Is that what you want? She's like, it's just not as satisfying as I thought it would be. Right. Right. And she was like, you will never be satisfied. satisfied." (laughs) Sorry, guys. I've listened to the (laughs) Hamilton soundtrack so many times. It's all I think of. Somebody buy me Hamilton tickets. Thanks. Love you. Bye. If any of your dads have <laughs> Hamilton tickets. Um, but maybe like this is interesting. Well, no, I guess we're supposed to really believe because Mona talks. Mona talks about like I was kidnapped and I was drank that juice that made me paralyzed just like your dad and your brother. But I was like, what if at this point Mona really is like working with charlotte or like thinking even thinking she's working with charlotte and like hey this is what we're gonna do mona dress up like this go fucking get satisfied by being mean <laughs> to Allie. i don't know but that's too much that's i mean not because but it's nothing's too much nothing's too much you're right but i feel like we're supposed to be we're being led to believe unless i guess it could still come back that mona was like uh, in on it as much as shower harvey was like what did we ever we never saw mona being tortured we never saw always saw that yeah mona- we did when she was in the hole oh yeah and then like the buzzers and stuff and she, she was, was just hole. like this is what happens and like yeah the sounds no i believe that mona was tortured yeah but i also believe that like maybe part of the way she went along with it was like hey now you get to be this creepy ghost i mean it could go either way yeah um but I, I do think it's interesting the use of Jessica De Laurentiis's ghost mm-hmm. and the fact that it happens again. It's so similar and to what we see later, yeah. It's also interesting because Hugh Collins's character uses Mary to do that and Cece knows for a fact that Allie has had previous hallucinations mm-hmm. with her mom. So like that's, that's a nice little nugget. That's interesting. And that made me remember when well a couple things about this probably a lot of things about this scene the scene where Allie's maybe having a dream maybe it's not a dream and she's in the church and she sees her own body and we'll get into another thing I think we want to talk about that but what you talking about Hugh and Mary made me think um or Hugh Collins Hugh Collins yeah Hugh Collins I don't know why I just suddenly thought that was a mashup of his real name and his character name but that's no. it. um but Jessica says to Allie 
they'll be coming for you. It's all my fault. Yes. So is that referring to? I think so. Rollins and Mary. That's a foreshadowing. Like, they'll be coming for you. Yeah, no, I do think that, like, Jessica probably was worried that Ellie was alive because she knew that people would come after her. Because, I mean, there was somebody besides Mona. There has to be. And there, there's a bigger picture. And if Jessica is going to fold up into, it's like if right. And Jessica must have known that Mary was. I mean, she did know that Mary was out there and probably seeking revenge. Like she knew the whole time. So maybe that's why she's saying like now it's all my fault. Right, it's all my fault because now my crazy sister, or maybe not crazy, maybe my perfectly sane sister. You know, she knows that Cece's not doesn't charlotte doesn't have anybody helping her right like ground her and that was what mrs d was doing right and so and now charlotte's just gonna finish it off and yeah come for her yeah like there's no guarantee that charlotte's gonna stay sane right and so she they are gonna come for her and so then why does mona show Allie her body and say they never did find your legs was that supposed to be foreshadowing was it just something that's like crazy is it just like don't know what does that mean is there something like what loss of legs mean in a dream i was wondering that too yeah what does loss of legs mean in dream because there's nothing else like it's not even how then charlotte dies it's not how i just can't think of anything else it it obviously unless it's still pointing to something that will happen in these last 10 episodes (laughs) last 10 episodes unless it's pointing to something there it's obviously not pointing to something that has happened between the Christmas episode and now as I think in the back of my head I always was like oh my god that will like be something or even if it's not literally Allie dies and loses the lower half of her body will it be something that it's sort of like pointing to yeah I don't know unfulfilled desire to travel (laughs) (laughs) she always did want to Anxiety, loss of mental support, loss of ability to perceive. I mean, that's interesting. That's uh, that actually could be that it's just sort of a reference to like Allie's having this crazy nightmare and like full of anxiety. That was from Dreams Nest, from Auntie Flo. <laughs> Auntie Flo. <laughs> it means. Anti-flow, um, like my aunt flow, or like I A-N-T-I, so. like the opposite of flow. What does anti-flow have to say? I don't know. Anti-flow? Anti-flow? I'm scared, anti-flow. Oh, there's like a thousand Speaking different Speaking of memes. flow. Yes. I'm supposed to get my period today. <laughs> what does that all mean? It's an omen of an accident, wounds, injustice, disappointment, grief, and lack of care. Oh. It could also mean sexual impotence. Mm, Well, I feel like Allie suffers from all those things (laughs) other than the (laughs) impotence thing, which cannot be verified, but the rest of them, I think, speak to her. Yeah. Um, It's interesting. Another thing that I looked up uh, was the Breakfast at Tiffany's reference because Holly Farjack and you were like, what does that mean? And like, okay, so in Capote's short story um, or like book of uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's, it's told from Farjack's perspective. Okay. And that's the part that we're supposed to believe is Ezra's version because he's the literal, not the movie. Right. And so Farjack and Capote himself, who wrote the novel, are like obsessed with Holly Golightly because... She's basically, like, she's supposed to be the American geisha, where she's, like, the beautiful woman that is to entertain rich men, and she's got wonderful friends, and she says things that are outlandish. Mm -hmm. And Varjak, in the written version of Capote, is, like, he doesn't love Holly Golightly. He's just fascinated by her. Got it. And in a way, like... The way that I was reading the Wikipedia, which I would love to read the book and I probably should, um, it was like, it made me almost think of like, that's, you know, the just Jack and Karen, you know, like it's like, right. 
here's my outlandish girl who will say all these crazy things and do all these amazing wealthy things and just go off and like in the end she kind of just travels the world and Varjek never sees her except like for a bear carving in South America or something or Africa that looks like her okay so like they don't end up together it's just somebody that he always sees traipsing around and who is kind of fantastical and in the movie version like so what Allie thinks of her of herself and relationship with Ezra is that when he says you're like Holly Golightly is that you're like this woman that I'm falling in love with right and that's why she sees herself as that but it's also kind of fucked up that it's like she was in love with Ezra enough to get a passport with this fantastical journey in her mind yeah like that's fucked it's very weird and that's why you bring okay so what i was wondering about it was more so like what did it all mean because remember i don't even fucking remember i think it was like the ill-fated season five which really brought us nothing where like oh my god the phone number spells varjack and all this and like who the fuck like who was i felt like and then oh what the fuck is his face and he got blown up and he was in the hospital Cyrus yeah and he wrote on the thing like Varjak and then it was like Varjak was becoming it was like it was like Varjak was AD you know Varjak was now what we were calling A but then that never got figured out like who the fuck is Varjak is it Sarah Harvey is it AD is it like what happened to that what the fuck happened to that if you look at this then like Varjak was the narrator of the story so it could still be kind of AD it's like that was showing us the beginnings of AD like who is the real narrator of the story that's really interesting because because mm-hmm. we're to believe that a is a player in it and not the real mm-hmm. puppet master mm-hmm. so maybe Varjak like is the, ad is the one that's the really telling the Uber story a. and unfolding it and mm-hmm. we're supposed to hopefully see why mm-hmm. come mm-hmm. on peter hastings just come out already oh god peter we need wouldn't you. that be great we need you now more than ever. Um, also, in the beginning, uh, we see a lawyer come up to them, and uh, we don't know who it is. Arya's like, "Is that a, a a detective or a reporter?" And of course, Spencer, knowing everything by the sight of a pen, of it's too nice of a pen. It's a lawyer. <laughs> Which also, like Caleb said in uh, season like one or two, it's like too nice of a pen. He can't be an architect. And that's how they found yeah, out that that goes. Yeah. So PLL, like, I wonder if they just write the script with like the nicest of pens. <laughs> um, yes. Like and super fine sharp pen sharpies or something. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so uh, they have a lawyer come up to them, and he's got a picture of Hannah, and he's like, "Are you Hannah, like Montana or whatever? Are you Hannah Marin?" <laughs> and uh, He's like, here's what Mona gave to me for 30 days after her death. And I just love that, like, so many women in Rosewood look like Hannah. Do you think, like, that he might have gone up to Allie and been like, are you Hannah? And she's like, no, this is so awkward. (laughs) (laughs) We're not even talking to each other. Leave me alone. (laughs) Are you Hannah? Mona has something to say to you. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is a note about me from the girl that I murdered. This is awkward. This is not for me. (laughs) She didn't obviously murder her, but we're made to believe at this time in the show that she did. But then that gives uh, Arya some festive feelings after they read that. And she donates to Santa and Santa gives back the snow globe. globe, But... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the snow globe has them as we had seen in the previous week's a scene but then it says you know a takes a holiday so should you kisses a or whatever and like i turned to chelsea and i was like what if the rest of the episode was just them on a holiday being like yeah fucking should take a holiday and then it's just like them surfing like in front of a green like it's obviously a green screen there's not even a plot it's basically like we're watching b-roll of them on vacation for the rest of the like 40 minutes of the show (laughs) 
<laughs> I just think we're just like, what? We should take a holiday. It's it's a girls like, trip, and they're just doing every girls trip of every movie ever. Like you see them on like the Sex and the City camels. You see them. It's on, like, like Save the Bell in Hawaii. Yeah, or just, like Full House Disney World. Full totally, House Hawaii. Totally. It makes me, it made me think too of the Babe and Lou episode that you guys did. I think the one I wasn't there for when you guys were talking about, um, like if you just saw the stuff that happened when the other characters were having a thing on screen, like just like Hannah eating cereal very like slowly <laughs> for like 27 minutes. It's like, that would be the red, like just them, like on a girl's trip, but just like not even excited, like just like for like one entire act between commercials, it's just like them sunbathing. Yeah. And like one of them turns over once. <laughs> And it's just like, but it's like great soundtrack because the music supervision is A+. plus. Someone just takes out their earbuds and goes, did you say something? (laughs) No. Okay. It's like mostly just, it's like the guy on the beach is just trying to sell you like those like braided like (laughs) keychains. It's just like the entire scene. They're just like, no. No. And he just comes back and forth a few times and pretends that like he doesn't realize he tried to sell it to him already. (laughs) Are you the white girls I tried to sell this to? I'd watch that episode. Do we think that the... So bros postulated that the uh, Allie at the piano was like Allie's origin story Mm -hmm, because like mm -hmm. Mona's like, and then Monster was born and like we're supposed to take that as like, that's how Allie learned to lie. Uh 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 What do you think about that? I mean... I think that's what the show wants us to think, I guess, because literally they say, and a monster was born after we watched Jessica teach Allie, like, how to lie. Like, you only saw one dress. So, I guess it's twofold. It's like, I think that's what the show wants us to believe, but do I think they did this expert thing? Someone's coming into your apartment. Do we know who this is? Literally, someone's trying to lock your door. I have no idea. This I is think live. It might be Babe and Leo. This is live happening right now. Are Babe and Leo supposed to be coming over? They said they might. Oh God! Hello, Hello? Babe and Leo. Babe and Leo. Oh my God! It sounds like someone's fiddly. That actually kind of made me nervous because at first I was like, "Oh, it's probably Babe and Leo," but then when nothing happened, I was like, "Maybe it's a murderer." Guys, you'll be with us live, but actually not really live because you're not there on the other end. Oh God. Oh my God. That was so, we're podcasting and I was like, is this a murderer or is this, oh God, babe, Leo, say hi. I didn't know you guys were coming over. No one tells me anything. I'm just here podcasting still. I'm podcasting through this because I don't want to edit this out. Guys, we're not being murdered. We're just taking a break because Babe and Leo are here. Do we have much else to say? No, I don't have anything else to say. Should we just wrap it up? That yeah, was, let's just wrap it up. I mean, we did exciting. how long? Oh, we did like an hour. Yeah, that's usual. <laughs> sure. All right, guys, we're not getting murdered tonight. <laughs> Sorry, am I screaming? I'm no, not you're listening. fine. We're not getting murdered tonight. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys next week. We're going to be not getting murdered. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Would anyone like a glass of Cabernet? An A.